everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This week, I have all of two announcements. One, it is our second ever community night on Friday, 9-9. And so, if you would like to join us tomorrow to hang out with us at 8 p.m. Eastern in the Discord um we're really excited. I'm not sure what the event is yet because if you are $10 enough to your patron, you can still vote on what we're going to do. So check that out and patron or not, please join us on the Discord at 8 p.m. and hang out with us. The other thing that I have for this week is Saturday, September 10th is our Live Zone of Truth at 4 p.m. Eastern. So if you are one of the $10 patrons or if you would like to become one, Join before Saturday, and you will be able to be part of the live studio audience, get your preferential questions, and you'll get to listen to it before everything airs. So that is all I have for this week, and with that, I'll go ahead and welcome you into episode 213, Thralls Well That Ends Well. Liquor and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 213. Lucky number 213. Yeah. You know, most hotels and skyscrapers do not have a 213th floor. Yeah, yeah, they intentionally skip, they skip from two twelve to two fourteen. Yes, we're not doing this again. It doesn't bode well for this episode two thirteen. But does it really mean you're not on the two thirteenth floor if if it's just named two fourteen? We can't do the thirteenth floor <laughs> joke again. Like, it's it's been a hundred episodes. Did this? Yeah, we did it. Didn't we do it? We on did it on like more than one show at this point. Well, Listen, that's just a little episodes. It's, it's, it's a lot of episodes. I get it. Some of these jokes are going to repeat. It's you just know? a little. It's, it's just 200 episodes. You've lost it. It's a little Easter egg for the people that listen to multiple of our shows. Okay. Little Easter egg for the Patreons. It's, it's not at all a loss of funny. Oh, no. It, it only gets better each time. Just ask people that listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> every joke that we do repeatedly only gets funnier every time we do it. Isn't that right, Joy? <laughs> 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 they call that one Ickmer's Law. Yeah. And a, a joke repeated is better. It's much sweeter the second time. I mean, if, uh, you, if you can get it in a third time, that's even better. Yeah. Speaking of getting it in a third time. Steve, that drink looks like you got it in three times. Oh. <laughs> Creamy, a oh. little pink. God. <laughs> Quit that's, drinking, that's a joke for the Patreon. We don't make those kinds of jokes on the regular. Episode. That's foul. Um, all right. This drink was suggested by Bipolar Pop-Tart. I'm just going to read the recipe verbatim because it's strange. It is not all too difficult to make your own glass or bottle of panther milk. Just start with putting all the ingredients listed below in a container and follow this panther milk recipe. 0.1 ounces of grenadine, 
0.9 ounces of triple sec curacao, 1.7 ounces of gin, 1.3 ounces cream or condensed milk. It's a very precise recipe. Who's yeah. measuring to the 0.1 of an ounce? Let me tell you who, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I drove over here with a mason jar of gin and milk mixed together. Mm. Imagine me explaining that to the cop that pulls me over. I know it's an open container officer, but like, do you really think I'm drinking this on the road? <laughs> officer, would I really mix gin in with milk? Come on. There's clearly just milk in here. All right. Honestly, I think, Steve, at that point, the officer would be required to, to take you out you, of yeah. your car <laughs> and check for uh, a clearly some sort of, you know, uh, stranded person in your trunk. Yeah. It, I mean, if that's what I was just drinking recreationally, I would not. I would not disparage the officer for assuming that I had body parts in there that were not yeah. mine or connected to the rest of a body. Here we go. Drink that recreationally, I don't think legally can have a driver's license. Tell you what. Uh, don't you dare. No. Tell you what. The bad boy once again foil, uh, foils the fools that try to vote for bad things because uh, this kind of sucks, but it's not terrible. What's the saving grace of it? The color. Yeah. I like looking at the color. Yeah. It it really does have that Pepto hue. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe the grenadine and triple sec. I don't know. It it What does it taste like then? Grenadine can pull a lot of weight. Yeah, it, it can, and it yeah. does. It's just like kind of generically fruity, not really creamy. Not getting a ton of gin, even though there's almost two ounces of it. I'm sorry, 1.7 ounces of gin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going back in for more, sure. And then I'm gonna be following it up with a very strange crossover beer, Brewdog, um, made a Fellowship IPA, which has the official Lord of the Rings branding on it. So don't know how they pulled that deal off, but I'm drinking a Lord of the Rings beer after this. Yeah, it is really the official logo. Yeah, um, this is legit. You brought me one. It's, yeah, Brewdog Fellowship IPA, 5% or Hazy IPA, and literally like straight off the movie title. The Lord of the Rings logo. Mm -hmm. like, that's like the Elvish that's on the ring and everything. Yep. Like this is, they, I think they actually did. Yeah. Get some like sort there, of licensing there's like, there's agreement. like Sting is underlining Brewdog on the side. It's uh, the tagline is one pint to rule them all. Sounds right to me. Wow. I'll give it a try. Ooh, smells hazy. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. It's pretty light. Sure. Mm -hmm. I, you'd think from a five percenter, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, not bad. Um, Oh, I'm, like for real, it got green lighted. Yeah. Like a whole thing. It's not even like they were trying to sneak under the radar. I mean, Bre Brewdog yeah. is legitimately a big I know. brewery. It's just, uh, so, it, it's always weird. It's like one step under the like Anheuser-Busch level. Mm -hmm. It's like Sam Adams level, I'd say. Close. Because they did like Iron Brew and the biggest beer in Scotland. I guess, yeah, that's one thing I don't know. I don't know how big it is in Scotland where it's from. Yeah, it's huge there. Yeah, it's okay. the biggest brewery in Scotland. So, Well, then, yeah, I think that's probably apropos. Yeah, I'd say it's a sidearm. It's not really a sidearm. I, I was drinking it, and then I wanted to open a can. But I'm drinking Angel's Envy. Hmm. Got some Angel's Envy, because uh, I think we're heading into the book five finale tonight. Yeah. Wow. Uh, dangerous, dangerous. I'm going to start drinking whiskey before a very complicated combat. Let's go. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Emily, you got anything good over there? I do. I'm drinking a blackberry lemonade kettle sour. Does anyone know what the kettle part of a kettle sour means? So like the way it's brewed? 
that's what I assumed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not really sure. Because you keep mentioning these kettle sours, and I'm like, is that is that much different than a sour ale? Or not a sour ale, but like a sour beer? Kettle refers to the brew kettle, meaning that the beer is soured in a stainless steel mash tun and fermented in a similar tank. So it's also called uh, quick souring. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. It's faster and easier than the traditional sour beer method. Huh. You got to call it out because you cheated. <laughs> cutting corners. <laughs> cutting corners over here. Speaking of cutting corners, hey, Haley. What are you drinking over there? <laughs> uh, inspired by the city of Brotherly Love, <laughs> I'm drinking a chill fizz. Um, that we is that the the chill fizz? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> well, it's a pretty see, old. Chill here's fizz. the thing: is I was really considering oh. it until I was looking for like a date, and also I did look them up. The logo is very different now. Um, and also, would you like to know when this was canned? When was it canned? It's canned at twelve fifty three p.m. on October 2019. <laughs> so that's a pre pandemic. That's a, that's a pre pandemic. I should not I, be drinking. That. I think it's been in your bathroom through the entire no. pandemic. Well, so we took it out of the bathroom when we were rearranging the whole studio and stuff, and it got put into the guest bedroom, but that's where my office is now, and so I had to clean all of that mm. out, and it got lost in the guest bedroom. And so then Griffin put them next to my seat, as well as these two, like... In an attempt to get them to be drank, finally. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I'll drink this, not, like, having any concept of time, of course. Haley, crack into it. Tell us. Tell it's us from this. 2019. It's been canned. It's been canned. It's been canned. If this were the apocalypse, you'd be eating four-year-old baked beans. Promise you that. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily? I would say... I would say it's likely safe as long as the can is not bulging. It just may not taste as good. Yeah, it looks it's like a, a pretty very hard can. It looks like a pretty pristine can over there, Haley. Looks good. Let's see a single bulge. Now, Griff, how many dumps did you take in the same room as that can? God damn it. I can't. <laughs> that, nope. We're not going to talk about that. I can't. That needs to go to the side. So I don't you opened it. on the you air opened it. again. You opened it. It's open now. Yeah, but like, we can't talk about that. Like, give me a minute. Like, go over Brooks's drink. Like, give me a minute to try right, and forget I, this shit. But I am going to come back to you. Brooks, what you got over there? Well, I've got myself something real, real special. It's just a Coors Light. Oh, Coors. Oh. Yeah. Are the, are the mountains blue? The mountains are blue. And yeah, that's just about the only way I could be able to drink this because I'm really not a fan of uh, this this type of beer. Not many people Why are a fan of Coors. It, what? Yeah, what's it? I it was brought over by my uh, wonderful sister-in-law and it is in the back of our fridge or it was. And if I've learned anything, I just really don't want to uh, want this beer to replicate. So <laughs> I I'm putting Putting it out of its misery. Emily, what's going on with your sister there? Uh, she's just slinging cores? So, as, as an adult that doesn't work as a mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, her father-in-law 
leaves them at their house when he oh, goes so to she, visit. It's a hand-me-down uh, cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand hand yeah. Down. Your train. <laughs> you know, I think, I think of all people, of all people on podcasts, the uh, the HLP crew is the most familiar with hand-me-down beers. Yeah. Half the shit we drink on this show is a hand-me-down beer. I still have half a bottle of, I mean, it's not a beer, but I still have half a bottle of Fireball that came from your last house, which was well over five years ago now. Yeah. So I have some more news. Yeah. Shilfiz mm-hmm. has not posted since October of 2020. Yo, this could be the last Shilfiz. <laughs> social media. You'd be drinking a unicorn over there. Wow. Oh. You never thought you would be so lucky. Lucky is the right word for it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Lucky. Um, the very last of the Shilfiz. Chil- it's like, it's like the last dodo. Health is what still is last, in business. What's the last it's donut not. taste like? Yeah, you already opened it. Not good. No? It's no longer good? <laughs> no. What flavor was it supposed to be? Lemon lime. It used to taste like a Sprite. Mm-hmm. Mm. What does it taste like of... now? Yeah, she's no, she knows Chris, I want to take Chris a sip of that. Yeah. It has lemon lime in there, for sure. It's also... Ooh, uh, foul smell. Tastes more sour and thicker. Ugh. Yeah, thicker's like the right word. Thicker, like that's where you couldn't. It's not even a taste, hundred percent. It's 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 thick. Yeah, you can find lemon lime in there if you're looking for it, but that's pretty unpleasant. Oh yeah. Um, How to get thicker? What well, was in your bathroom for so long? I mean, it kind of tastes like the syrup that was used to make a chofis. Sure, yeah. But somehow it's still filled to the brim, so it's not like stuff evaporated. Yeah, Yeah, it tastes like the angel's share of chill fizz. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, yeah, no one's going to begrudge you not not finishing that that bit, boy. (laughs) Yeah, um, Mm. they they, they went out of business in 2020. Um, (laughs) Probably because their seltzers were aging like that. Aging like mud. Not a good sign. It's a bad sign if your canned seltzer uh, turns into into an ogre when the sun goes down. This is doing bad things for me. <laughs> I think they only launched in 2019. How could you expect them to survive COVID? Really? Chill Fizz launched on Friday, November 1st, which means this was made before they officially launched. And okay. Then, because yep. it was made on 10-29-2019. And then uh, one short year later, they went out of business. Damn. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what, after drinking that chill frizz, uh, fizz, I would definitely milk a panther. I mean, drink this panther milk before I would have another one of them. I mean, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I guess maybe someone else can find them somewhere else, but everything I can find online, they're gone. So well, that was disgusting. I regret doing that. <laughs> I don't regret the stories we'll tell about it. Everyone's going to hear about the four year old chill it fizz. Still. Pre-COVID chill fizz. It, it's not a lingering feeling like Malort. I don't know. I haven't had Malort. It's just, it's so thick. Yeah. Some people pay good money to be that thick. <laughs> Who's supposed to drink next? Let's find out with the dice. Oh, yeah. We should, We're we supposed to out. roll. Who's, are you, were you the first I, one I'm out? I'm the only one out. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. All right, Brooks. We gotta, we really gotta represent here. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, come on. I got an eight. I also got an eight. Oh, Finzies. Got seven. The boys are in the bottom. Three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really got to wait. The boys. <laughs> both. Yeah, they represent. Both Griffin and Brooks rolled below an eight. Yeah. Well. What a way to start. 
Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you win. <laughs> sometimes you lose. Rad. This uh, is absolute buffoonery. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they um, they come up with a concoction that'll knock me on my ass so that you guys don't get TPK'd. So I have to be very uh, selective with the drinks that go on the poll this week, huh? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. If I were you, I'd probably just, you know, no frilly shit, probably just the straight liquors for me. <laughs> you know, that is, if you want to survive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you didn't hear it from me. Ugh. Well... When last we left our heroes, they finished exploring the second floor of the Abbey after sending the invisible stalkers downstairs to do reconnaissance. And the biggest thing they learned when those invisible stalkers came back up is that uh, not all of them made, made it, and whatever was down there could see them. And the forces down below have gathered now and are all together. Uh, Ed Turner. The worm that walks that you know is named Uthi, uh, a man made of blood who was talking about the night harrows and um, and another one of the witches, this one a vampire. However, you also learned that there is an Iomidae-worshipping vampire down here, or at least it looked like he did worship Iomidae from the iconography on his armor. As you had explored the upstairs, you found a great many um, relics of the former uh, church's glory, among them a long sword and a bow with Iomidean iconography. You rang the bell, and so presumably, if you weren't already noticed, you certainly are now. The bell was heard for uh, miles in every direction, but it did give those of you wielding the relics and also those of you of good alignment, a surge of heroism. And so you're told to enter through the back way that you had found in the winery if you want to avoid your foes that are congregating in kind of the main chamber down here. You haven't mapped the area out, but you have some idea of the twisting paths that you should take because of your invisible stalker friends. And that's where we find you now. Uh, heading down and down and down into the dark through a secret smuggler's tunnel. As we're going through the tunnel, Uska addresses the party. You may not have known me for very long, but I feel like I've known you all for my whole life. I didn't understand it back then, but I know it now. My mother prepared me for this journey through her stories. Eden and... Uska gestures to the butterfly that's kind of fluttering around her head as we are walking through this tunnel, has guided me to this cause. I've chosen to fight for a better world. The challenge before us is large, but it's not a fated battle. We must make our own destiny. With a little bit of luck, we'll make the world a better place. Speaking of luck, and Uska pulls out a few of her butterfly stones with uh, the life link hex property, and she gives one to Rune, one to Quinley, and one to Air Bear. Appreciated. Ooh. Are we doing all of our buffs right now? This. One? I don't think so, unless it's like really long, because we need, still need to like talk to this vampire dude and Kiza and stuff. See what's going on there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Only if it's super long. Yeah, the life link doesn't have a time limit. It's just a spatial limit so as long as we stay close together it won't end 
well that is very uh, encouraging to know that you think that well to hear your thoughts but the figure of the man that was entirely made of blood I believe that was my former teacher Conas and well whatever he is doing exactly here it cannot be good do you do you know why he's made of blood yeah that does feel a little bit weird even in like a vampire area it actually feels extra weird about around vampires isn't that like being temptation itself that does sound very uh strange when you put it like that but the exact method that he was going to interact with the whispering way was was not knowledge that I was allowed to have. So whatever it was that he well, I do not know much about what he did after he was John done training me, but whatever was it must must have worked. You're gonna have a problem with us putting him down. He's working with Turner. They're all going down. Oh. I don't want you to, this to be a problem if he's still a treasured mentor to you, Air Bear. There are treasured mentors and there are torturers. That is what he was. Um, so then are you like the best candidate to go one on one with it? Well Like is it one of those things where it'll he'll know all your moves and you know all his moves? I do think that my abilities have grown uh, since I have left him, but I too yearned for the opportunity to kill him myself. Okay, so so we do let you have your little one-on-one fight, um, and we're all going to watch. That's how that works, right? Well, I mean... Like a mini truce for everyone else. I, I'm sure. I'm sure the rest of them will agree to that. <laughs> I, th- Our there was a time. champions will go up against each other. <laughs> wait, wait! I want to see how this plays out, please. <laughs> there was a time when I was cut in half, and so after that, you know, you kind of take the help where you can get it, and. You could say that I was a little bit humbled by the experience. And so, if is there the opportunity to strike, you should. All right. No mercy. Let's do it. Hmm. I would allow from the description of the creature a religion check. For sure, for sure. I auto-aid. Uska also aids. There's a couple of things Air Bear knows off the rip that don't require a um, any sort of check and that you wouldn't get with a religion check. Air Bear knows that his mentor was a samurai as well, um, specifically with the Ronin cause. And so in that way, they're very similar. He knows that his master wielded uh, two katanas, not wikizashis, but fought in much the same style as he did or as he does, and so you know that he's going to have stuff like resolve and challenge, um, likely even stuff like chain challenge would make sense for him to have. 
again. It's going to be a mirror fight. Um, I'm going to get triple hasted. <laughs> <laughs> How's that religion? It's pretty good. It might be a new high for me. I can't remember. That's a 53. Now you've gotten oh, a 54 wow. before. Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good thing, but... so <laughs> Unless this is a monster, and then that's a 55. So with a 55, this is a... Oh, yeah. Wholly unique type of undead. Oh. It is a variant of a death knight. Oh, man. Uh, but created in a much more sinister way. Much like a death knight, a blood knight is bound to a set of armor. And you know that he would have to wield heavy armor to uh, to become a blood knight. In this case... You know, he likely wears the heavy armor of a samurai, so like Oyori armor. Um, but a blood knight is entirely made of blood. You think this was likely his prize for working with the Whispering Way. Um, a blood knight deals bleed damage with all of its attacks. So you'll start to bleed the second it hits you. Uh, its body is made of blood. It can keep and form all of its items out of itself. If it is disarmed, it can create an exact duplicate again out of its blood. If it manages to grab onto you, much like a vampire, it will start draining your blood, dealing a D4 of Condrain every round that it has you grabbed. It also creates a blood slick around it. Mm. And so... The ground around a blood knight is exceedingly treacherous. It's like grease, but if grease was cast by like a 20th level caster, you know, the DC is extremely high compared to a spell like grease. If it is able to get near you, it can enact its ability called Fountain of Blood, where it shoots its blood out. Um, and this acts like grease in the way that any weapon you wield, uh, you must make a reflex save to hold on to it. You know, make a reflex save to stand up, to continue standing. Um, and if you fail the save, you are also subject to its poisonous blood. That is the reason the vampires aren't tempted by a blood knight. Mm. All of its blood is tainted by undeath and yeah. poisonous. Uh, as you would suspect it's uh, it's an undead creature and so it is immune to undead things um, it's also got damage reduction um, and fast healing you have enough information to know the value on one of those hmm I usually go uh, so, so the value or how to stop because I'd like to stop the fast healing because there's usually something there's usually a rider on fast healing uh, acid or bludgeoning, I don't know, or, or fire would stop a, a, a fast healing in certain circumstances. <laughs> is, is that an appropriate question to ask? That's what an appropriate question, it? yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, so in this case, the fast healing ends if um, if the creature dies. Oh. Uh. So, um, so unlike regeneration, which mm -hmm. would persist beyond death, uh, if you bring this creature to zero hit points, its fast healing will cease to work. It has fast healing ten. Gotcha. Ooh. Okay, that's that's pretty substantial. Mm -hmm. Anything else there? Um, I did mention it's poison blood. Mm -hmm. It will um, it'll give you con damage 
uh, which will happen once per round. And that's only one con damage. However, if you fail the initial save, you are nauseated for a minute. Ooh. The, um, the cure is two consecutive saves. Nauseated is punishing. That's real tough. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to fail that. So I, I guess Matumbe is just kind of relaying this information, but as we're walking, I, I imagine he's probably in front if we're headed towards this underground passage with this uh, questionable vampire, Iomadean Knight, and Kiza. He's definitely taken point there. He's striding with purpose. Okay. Now, Matumbe, in front of you, you see... I, I went ahead and put your um, your kind of light on. Mm-hmm. So you, you're not going to be able to really stealth around in here. Most of it's pitch black, so you kind of need the light. I, but, I'm uh, sorry. I think Matumbe is maybe, I don't know about our air elemental friend here, um, but is probably the only person without dark vision. And I would just drink a potion of dark vision for okay. this, this right. combat. That's fine, yeah. Or rather this um, dungeon. So you see a, from, from your vantage point, you see a, a door up ahead. However, Air Bear remembers that there was a door up ahead and a door uh, down the left bend because he has been down here before. And you remember the invisible stalker telling you to uh, take the left. All right. So that's the one we're going to take. Okay. So, Matumbe, I assume you open the door. Yes. And what does he see? You see carved stone columns resembling angels with outstretched wings that support the ceiling of this wide, long chamber. Decayed bones and half-rotten burial shrouds spill out of ten five-foot-wide alcoves in the chamber walls. As you guys make your way in here, you see a double door to the north, but this room extends pretty far to the west. Was this the room that our invisible stalker friends described Kiza as being in? Mm -hmm. And she's not here. Not that you can see from here, but it is dark and you only have 60 60 feet. So Matube is going to move into the room and throwing caution to the wind. He's going to sort of quietly call out, Kiza, Kiza, are you there? It is your father, Matumbe. Are, are you guys kind of coming in here weapons drawn or what are you? I would say cautious weapons. Yeah. We know there's danger. Like, I don't think I would not have something out. But it's, it's one of those things where, like, Rune would have her bow, but she wouldn't immediately be pointing it up, right? Like Right, yeah. And you hear from the very back of the room, Daddy, is that you? Indeed, it is. Are you okay? I am quite afraid. Mr. Turner took me here, and I'm not feeling so good. I think uh, Matume just starts moving towards her. Matumbe, it could be a trap. Enough, Air Bear. We know she is here. You make your way in, Matumbe. Mm-hmm. And you do, in fact, see Kizza leaned up against one of the uh, stone columns in this room. But in front of her is this man in just beautiful-looking armor. This this armor with, like, the the sword the sun on the breastplate of it and he has this massive shield that has these like sun rays that look like wings coming off of the front of it he has a long sword drawn and he looks like this 
Oh. That's wow. like some like World of Warcraft super high level looking armor right there. Yeah, he almost looks like Arthas before he became the uh, Lich King, but he looks down this straight shot of a chamber at you. Come no closer, or I fear I will not be able to stop myself. I am sworn to protect this girl, and I have no choice about who I hurt in the process. Sworn to whom? I am her father. Can't you see I mean her no harm? I, unfortunately, am sworn to a vampire named Ed Turner, who turned me into what you see before you. Ed Turner, curse that two-faced devil. The travesties he has committed upon this city, my family and my friends will go answered today. Do you have issue with that, my friend? I, in life, was a devotee of Iomidae, follower of the Redeemer. The monster that turned me is no friend of mine but I no longer have the willpower to deny his wishes. And what he wishes is that no one come near this girl. Rune's going to raise her uh, Iomidae bow, try and make that a little obvious as uh, Matumbe continues to try to, like, Mm -hmm. smooth the situation. We may not all be pure of heart, but we are pure of intention. We will wish no ill will upon my own daughter here. What what infernal schemes has this Turner cooked up that my daughter sits across this hallway from me or this chamber from me, feeling ill, feeling bad? She is addicted to blood brew elixir, and I am expressly prohibited from touching it. Hey, uh, so you mentioned that you uh, can't leave her, you can't let anyone come close to her? Correct. And you can't control that? Like, is this this a control thing? We've just, we've accidentally killed a lot of people who were dominated. The vampire Ed Turner has forced me into servitude as his spawn. I cannot resist his wishes. But could there be a way that we could avoid your wishes with, say, the... Could, well... Matumbe, could the blood brew elixir give that ability to our friend here for the time so that he could kill his master and then be free? That's a great idea. You speak with wisdom, Air Bear. Did did this dude offer his name? I can't remember. Knight of Iomidae, if we were to offer you said blood brew elixir, Would you join us in defeating the heathen that controls you? I have no love for the monster and the other monsters in that room. I'd see them all dead if I could. I see that many of you bear the symbols of Iomidae as well. Although you may not be supporters of the lady, you were strong enough to gain her artifacts from this temple. I would gladly join you if you could break... Ed Turner's influence over me, but like I said, I am expressly forbid from drinking the blood brew elixir. I cannot do it of my own free will. Then that's very good, because that's not what this is. Does that work? 
Blackjack. I forgot. This is Rune, not my other character that actually can play it dumb. <laughs> That's not what this is. It's just Fucking a regular idiot. potion. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. No, I know, I know. I was kidding. Um, so like then is it a uh hold you down? And also, now you said you can't let anyone come close to her, but you could come up to us, and if you like laid down, one of us could like, you know, sit on top of you and then someone else could force it down your throat, right? <laughs> but we could get kind of the way there without really breaking the rules. Like if you walk over and lay down. Well- he could that's not breaking any rules just come over and um, open his mouth and look up he doesn't have to I, lay on well, the ground but I you mean, just you don't know though if it's if like the whole thing is gonna force him to try to fight back once we do it so I'd prefer him to already be down then have to like bring him down Paragon of the Redeemer <laughs> if you close your eyes and open your mouth will you fight back if we put something in it that sounds like what I said. Uh, this man, this man has a, a a base plus thirty cents motive. And right, so, so like, he's gonna know. So like, yeah, I'm not bluffing. I'm asking a question. Like, I, is, is he? Com- I guess. I guess what I'm trying to ask, maybe our character <laughs> in this moment, is like, will, would he fight us? Could he? Can he not consume it? Or if can he let it be forced upon him? And that's what I think. What Eclipse was trying to get yeah. at is like. Even if it, even if he doesn't know, like let's say he doesn't know, and it makes him fight us, if he's at least like if he walks over and lays on the ground, that that doesn't break anything, right? That breaks nothing that he was told. Many times in a club have I willingly said those exact my posts. Ah, uh, mm. you can't willingly leave your post, huh? Fortunately, I was able to catch you before you got too close, and I would be forced to engage. But I fear if you wander any closer. I will not be able to stay my hand. Not even for people that I hope to consider my allies. Is there any other ways that you could help us? Uh, bad news, it does It does seem like we're just going to have to hurt him. I mean, it's a lot of us against one of him. I think we should be able to, like, grapple him down, right? I mean, Matumbe is pretty big. Is Matumbe good at grappling? But with a weak CMB. <clears throat> Hold up. Uh, I have a pretty good, pretty good chance potentially of holding this guy. If maybe someone else oh. like could grab others, our air elemental friend might be able to do a good job of Ooh. plus twenty two on that CMB. Yeah, pretty good. Oh. Rune is plus twenty one. Thurber is plus twenty. Actually, Rune is plus twenty one. But let me check her bonuses. Oh, I wonder. If if Air Bear spends a challenge on him, I wonder if that would. I can't imagine. Unfortunately, I am all out of spells to break dominated condition. Yeah, I mean, if you got him with a like with a protection from evil or something, that that would like give you the time to for him to like drink the potion. Um, yeah, I just have protection from energy, dispel magic restoration but that's not going to help him in yeah. this I don't I don't I don't have any protection from evils left um the one thing you do know is like vampires have weaknesses and he clearly is one 
you could like force him to recoil into a corner using your Iomide and holy symbols. Oh. Yeah, okay, okay. Rune is gonna start stalking up with her plus 21 CMB and her Iomide bow like out. Hey, wait for me. Queen Lee's Queen gonna run up too. Yeah, two vampires, let's go. Do you have blood brew elixir? Yes. Mm-hmm. I know you guys got some from upstairs. I just wasn't sure who had it. Eclipse has it on her sheet, but I I would just as easily like pass that. Yeah, give it over. Mm-hmm. But I think she's just going to start like stalking up and seeing how this goes as she like shoves the bow out real obviously in front. Okay. I think you know, they all like surround. <laughs> you have to use a standard action to keep a vampire at bay with a holy symbol. Okay, okay. That that could be like what Quinley does as he stalks around holding up the long sword to keep him stunned while maybe you get ready to pounce. Yes, and then Eclipse can also follow with blood brew elixir. That makes sense? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to put us in initiative. Oh. I'm going to keep Kizza out of initiative for now. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the air elemental. What's he got? 23. Okay. How about Air Bear? That is a 27. 27. That's not bad. Now, you think it could be any holy symbol to Matumbe, so, like, your book would work as well? Oh, great. Um, how about Rune? Okay, so, like, I got a, a wombo combo here. Good news, bad news type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted Rune and Eclipse to be close together because, you know, one's a grappler and one's the blood elixir person. So, like, good news, they are close together. Uh, bad news, Rune has an 11 and Eclipse has 10. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fine. How about Quinley? Quinley has a 17. And Uska? Also a 17 with a plus five. Roll off. Because oh. I got a plus five as well. Five. And I got a five on the die. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh-oh. Double roll off. All right. Double roll off. 19. 13. All right. And then Matumbe? Uh, Matumbe was 21. 21. I never asked for his, so. Is that not the one I gave? No. Who did I give? Quinley. Quinley. Oh. 17. Oh, never mind then. Okay. But you had to roll off five yes. times for <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have had to. Quinley had higher. I was looking at Matumbe's sheet, but I won anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. Well, at the start of this combat is Air Bear. You can tell this has only entered the combat stage because Rune started making a move. So, Rune, you can actually like move yourself up. But once you get past Matumbe, that's when, you know, this, okay, now hostility has started. You're within, I believe I was doing like 50 feet, but you might be a little closer than that, 40 feet. Uh, so you're like, you're within his his kind of like threatened area. Okay. Uh, Air Bear, you are up. Well, it looks like we will have to hold you down ourselves. And he is going to just run to the well the outskirts of this room and around a a pillar to mm-hmm. more or less like take cover sure and draw him over there but as he finishes his movement he'll say well if you have to protect her then come and get us okay so you move around the pillar and kind of threateningly yell at come and get me yes come and get me 
it is now the air elemental's turn. Markarth is, you know, aware of your plan, but he would kind of, uh, he's closest to Uska, which is convenient because Emily's controlling him. So he would like, he would blusteringly like turn to Uska. What shall I do? You should back up Rune, just in case things get out of hand. I will say he could go straight for the pin if he wanted to. He's got 100 feet of movement speed. Dang. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess get him before he's acted. Sure. So uh, Uska thinks it over in her mind. Actually, why don't you just, I think you could just get him now. All right. So he does have 100 Big boy blustering in. Let's go. Mark Carth, my boy. He is Carth blusters in. ready to go. So he's going to move on up. I can't see. Dang. Oh, and he has 15 foot reach. He certainly does. So you could be a little bit back off of him if you want. Yeah, I think that would be best to keep as much space as possible. All right, and then just for the grapple. Wow, Makarath, the 15-foot-thick boy. All right, I rolled a 19, so that is a 30, no, 41. Let's go. Yeah, that uh, that grabs him. Yes. All right, uh, now you, you know you're probably going to have to pin him. To, to like force this down his throat. So we'll go through the grapple flow chart when, when we get back to Mark Arth's turn or if somebody else comes up to kind of like help and, you know, try and pin a now grapple target. But it is Matumbe's shot. Can I present a holy symbol through a 15-foot air elemental? Because <laughs> um, Mark Arth's really locking down this battlefield. <laughs> so, so the thing with the holding a vampire at bay just means the vampire can't come within five feet of you. Mm. So that's where I was kind of saying, like, if you move up to him right next to him and then present the holy symbol as a standard action, you, like, force him back. Ah. But it's not really going to do anything this far away. Yeah, I I see what you're saying there. So So if you guys had wanted to, like, corral him into a spot, you could, but... I think that's what Matsume is going to start to do. Not actually do, but in the event that this guy is able to break out of Markarlis grasp, Matumbe is going to move over to the side of the room and kind of moves above this creature on, on the map that we're looking at here. So he's like kind of starting to flank around him. Okay. Quinley. Similarly, Quinley is going to break the other direction. Sure. So whereas Matumbe broke north, Quinley is going to break south and try and pincer this guy between the two of them. So I'm going to move him 60 feet. And now he's he's actually equidistant between Matumbe and Quinley, each 15 feet apart from him, north and south, respectively. Uska. Uska moves up closer to stay uh, closer up with the party, and she casts per- the wi- Witch Hex Protective Luck onto Rune. Oh! Okay. Well, that's pretty neat. Rune, it's your turn. All right. In, uh, let me see. I'm not quite close enough. Okay, so I am in a bit of a pickle because I can't quite get up close enough. I It is 35 feet. So there's one of two things... That I can do. I could either animal focus into a stag and get an extra 10 feet of movement. 
but that means that I couldn't animal focus into a mongoose, which gives me a plus four bonus to all of those grapple maneuver checks. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty confident Markarth has this. So then if I swift action channel the stag, I can go up there and just help? Uh, you could aid or you could have the... I mean, if you can, if you can draw a potion and move to be next to him, then once Markarth, because like Eclipse isn't, I guess Eclipse is gonna like try and move up, and she's gonna have to double move to get Very there. Very true. I have so, something super random. How is Runes intimidate? Plus ten. Okay. I mean, so if you successfully demoralize an opponent then they get the shaking condition, which means that their two hit goes down, which means that their BAB to break out of this goes down. So if there's nothing that you can really do and you can attempt to demoralize, that would certainly help a lot. But if you have something better, or, something different, by all means. Yeah, or I could just go ahead, swift action, get the stag, move up with the potion in hand, and then next turn, if I needed oh, to, sure. yeah. I could swift action mongoose if Markarth doesn't get it. Yeah, because the issue Karth. is Eclipse only has... 20 feet of move speed, so she's gonna have to double move before even getting yeah. next to him. Versus um, single move with the potion out, the second he's pinned, you can administer. Oh, um, yes, yes. First off, gonna pull out the potion. Mm-hmm. Swift action, channel the stag, what the fuck is happening? And then I'm gonna move um, like kind of five foot diagonal by, by, by Quinley. Sure. Naturally. <laughs> um, is up. He's gonna attempt to break the grapple here, um, knowing that I need a natural twenty to do so. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Markarth's stat block, he's got a forty-nine CMD. He is pretty beefy. That is a natural eleven. Woo! Let's which go. goes to a. Uh, because he is grappled, only goes to a 29, which is 20 off. Not quite there. <laughs> so he does not break the grapple, which means that was his standard action and he cannot move. You haven't dealt damage to anyone, thank goodness, because that means he's not forced to use his smite, which means he still has that in the tank, and it is Eclipse's turn. Eclipse is going to double move 40 feet to be diagonal-ish, but not not quite as close as Rune got, but diagonal-ish, but this time on Matumbe's side, which makes sense as well. Okay, you guys are doing some effective surrounding here. Air Bear. I can't even see Air Bear. Yeah, he's back behind a pillar. Yeah. He probably can't see most of, most of you either. That's very true. And so he is uh, going to follow Eclipse and get it's very right next to him and uh, be ready to assist with was that a double move to get there yeah in that case it is Markarth's turn you know once you maintain the grapple you can decide what you want to do with me reposition pin etc but you got to maintain the grapple first it is your CMB plus five to maintain because you already have me grabbed and I clicked on the grappled condition because he is grappling. Is that correct? It is correct. However, you'll notice in the text of the grappled condition that um, that penalty that you take to CMB and CMD does not apply to grappling. Ah, okay. So um, 
for these purposes, since you're just doing that, you can just uncheck grappled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you're not messing up your roll. Yep. Perfect. All right. Did not roll nearly as well, but that is... Remember, it's plus five. Yes. Only a 31 this time. Uh, before I say anything, there's no uh, immediate action nudging that can happen, is there? Wow. Uska has acted. Oh, she does not have many of these left for the day, but I don't want this to go south. So Uska's kind of watching from the back here. She boosts it up another one. So what did I say? That was 30, 31. Would go to 32. So now it goes to 32 as she's meets, back there. Needs beats. Yay. Needs <laughs> <laughs> beats. And your, your uh, potential ally is pinned. And now that they are pinned, uh, anyone else that has a potion out that is adjacent to them or moves adjacent to him can uh, give him a potion. So I think with Rune being before uh, Halloran, you'll be able to get the um, get the potion off before he has a chance to try and try and get out of this pin. So you you do you pour the you pour the potion down his throat and you see uh, from the back like Kiza just like looks at it like like she she kind of gets this like her her eyes flash like a brighter red. Um, Halloran kind of snaps out of his his aggressiveness. Oh, I can see why I wasn't allowed to drink that. I no longer feel Ed Turner in my ear. And as he makes to get up, Kiza turns to you, Matumbe. Daddy, give me the, the elixir. And you are compelled I don't have any on my sheet. And then you are compelled to get some. Quinley, over here now. Who all took some? Because I know Eclipse did, but... Quinley has some. I think okay. there were six. Yeah. I thought most of you had one, besides Markarth. Yeah, I think Uska picked one up, too. We had quite a few. It would do us all well to listen to what my young one says. Let's get to some elixir. Break the hold of Turner. Um, no... Matumbe, that's probably not a good idea. If she's already addicted to it, shouldn't we keep her off of it for her safety? Yeah, and also she hasn't even mentioned one time about Turner controlling her. It's very, very different. This guy seemed very obviously un- not good, like he wasn't doing. Daddy, now. This sounds like a little kid who's just demanding candy. R- right, but what do I do? Do I need to like go get it? You, yeah, you are under compulsion to get it. All right, so Matimba tries to get it. Uh, who's closest? I, who said they had one? Eclipse I see does. Eclipse. He's five feet away. He's going to walk over and try and grab it off her belt or something. Can Eclipse, like, smack his hand away or do something, like, non-lethal? Uh, why don't we get a CMB against her CMD? Ah, uh, yeah, I got this. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that is going to actualize at a 12. That's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a 33, I think you fail. All right, that's, yeah, um. that's, sure. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, you don't stop. You're compelled to do this. Yeah. It can, like, can Eclipse act now? 
Yeah, what are you going to do? I would like to try and hold him down. Like, as she tries to do that and, and success or fail, she's also going to say, like, call. Uh, I think he he actually is the one who needs it. At this point, I just saw something compelled and then it worked. Compelled by a vampire and then this worked. So, uh, unless, I guess, is there knowledge I could do to see if that actually functions that way? Uh, yeah, religion. Oh, good. I'll try. Because Matumbe is not a vampire, so... Correct. It's a great, great question. I just, I'm not sure. 22. Um, let's go ahead. This is, this is the first time you've like, you know, you're, you're trying to grab Matumbe and you like see him up close and you see like his eyes have started to take this like red hue as well. Mm. He doesn't appear to be undead yet, but you can tell there's, there's some sort of vampiric corruption happening within him. Something, you know, he's somewhere near where, like, Quinley and Rune are, if not worse off. Uh, so you you get the thought that it probably would work. Okay, then with that, um, Eclipse is going to, like, try to run up his body and grab his head. Because he's real big and she's small. And I think that's the best okay, route. So you, you definitely have to, like, grapple him and yeah that's the game plan pin him to, right to actually do any of that we're gonna start with the grapple is it can eclipse go and then <laughs> are, are we doing initiative or no no we'll just kind of walk through this i assume you're not gonna hurt yeah. each other no the next person like i mean i would obviously want well, until to i decide they start hurting you Uska would bane lying bane lying <laughs> 34 yeah you got it and he's just like protesting and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense just like shouting vaguely personal insults that aren't really insult, you know, like just like the random nonsense that someone who's like tweaked out on drugs would. Yeah, absolutely. And Eclipse has just like creepily crawled up and is like got her legs around mm -hmm. your neck and yep. is using her hand to like grab your nose. She's ready. <laughs> Can Herbert aid by grabbing Matumbe's ankles and look? Hungrily yeah, you're, at his toes. You're right next to him. Honestly, uh, if you guys are going to pile on here, I think you could probably pile on and, and kind of knock Matumbe over okay. if he's. Matumbe is not as big of a threat as Halloran when it comes to like being able to break out of a grapple, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you have some, like, My CMB is low. You have some full BAB characters over here. Mm. And what I will say is Halloran, after drinking this, seems fine. But Halloran is a paladin. Can Uska try to diplomatize Kiza to talk her out of this command? Like Matumbe is clearly acting. I think that would make sense for Uska to do because Uska doesn't know what Kiza has done in the name of this addiction. So sure, you could give it a shot. Okay, Uska calls out. She moves a little bit closer and then calls out over the party, Kiza. I know you're hurting right now. You must be it, just feeling awful. If you keep taking this elixir, it's only gonna get worse. I can do my best to help you if you let me take a look. Let's stop this madness now before it tears the party apart. Make a diplomacy check. That is a 35. Um, with a 35, um, Kiza, uh, Kiza kind of shouts, Don't waste it on daddy! I won't make him fight you anymore. Um, and Matimbe, you kind of quit thrashing 
quickly after this. Um, now that you've calmed her down, I would allow you to make a um, heel check. All right. Uska will very cautiously go up closer to Kiza and take a look at her. Tumbe's breathing heavy. Eclipse is wrapped around him. And when maybe like when he stops struggling, like the two of them lock eyes and he like kind of gives her like the sad nod, like, thanks. I, I, I know I did bad, but like, thanks for looking out for me. She would nod like they've done this so many times. Right. Exactly. Like it's these these two characters, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, there was no thoughts besides something's wrong. We just fixed the other guy. Mm hmm. We're going to scramble on up. Eclipse could still be a good idea that he gets it so that there isn't temptation. Uska, like, turns as she's walking over to Kiza. We should be careful. He's still living. So there could be some nasty consequences for him. Uh, I, I really don't think that he should have his own, though, right? Like, that's pretty clear. We keep him. I don't want any of this. It's more of a just-in-case, you know, that your daughter goes nuts again. <laughs> no offense. No None offense. taken. Okay. <laughs> that was a 36 on the heel check. Oh yeah. This little girl is completely, like, sunken. By your reckoning, you know that time without this, um, this elixir is damaging to vampires who are addicted to it uh, she looks like she is uh, you know like every day that a vampire has not had the elixir they need to make a save and it seems like she is just not strong enough to save mm -hmm. against this it seems like it's been multiple days since she's had any of the elixir and mechanically that means that her her dexterity, constitution, strength, and wisdom, if she had constitution, are all taking a minus six penalty, as if she has not had the elixir for three days, has not been able to save a single time. Further, her fast healing is, is gone. This addiction will kill her. With that heal check, does Uska know how, if there's a way we can help ease her off of it you know that she's going to be making a save every day so if there was a you know way for you to um kind of counteract the poison or to help her with the poison that would um like to improve her save against the poison that would help but it's taken too much of a hold for like a neutralized poison to do anything uh so you really have to use use like a heal check to put her on bed rest and, and actually help her that way. You also know that a greater restoration would cure her addiction. Ooh. So how many days do we think she has left? Well, she's a vampire. So she has not all of those stats are relatively elevated, but you think, you know, you don't, you wouldn't want those to hit zero. So she maybe has three days left. So we could fix her tomorrow. That's what I want to make sure. Like, it's not like tomorrow is a 50-50 yeah. chance or something. And now you think it would have been possible for Halloran to get addicted if he wasn't a paladin. Makes sense. Um, but as a paladin, he's been, even as the type of paladin he is, he's been immune to that. Okay, so we just need to 
we just need to bring her into the Turner fight. She doesn't have to fight herself, but if we level up from that, she could take a one level dip in Paladin, and then that would be fine. <laughs> I think it's like five, on your fifth level, you get, oh, you get like no, immunity to dip. disease and poison. Also, I'm pretty sure they'd immediately try to kill her to get at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the gist of the situation. But Halloran formally introduces him himself. I don't know that he ever had. It will be a pleasure fighting by your side. I am uh, Sir Halloran Idris, Knight of Iomade. Although I fear that succumbing to that monster's disease has split me from my lady's light. Uh, but I've found ways to become powerful without the Redeemer. However, I would use fighting by your side as an act of redemption myself. Maybe in the face of Iomade, it may allow me to atone. Yeah, and like good news, if you do fight with us afterwards, we can take you to a dude who's been trying to work on a cure for this whole vampire thing. Would that be good? That is something I would be greatly interested in as... The father of this child, I'm sure it's something that you've considered as well. Matumbe weakly nods and looks at Kisa. Kisa, you may not want it now, but your mother and your brothers would love to see you again. And in your current state, I fear that is impossible. We could all go back to being the way we were. Just happy, us. Before all of this pain was brought upon our family, I hope that's something you want. Daddy, I I want to go home. It has been long and scary. I would like to go home. If you want to go home, I will take you home. Hearing that fills my heart with happiness and love. We must... Defeat the man who has taken advantage of you, and then we will meet with another who we believe will be able to give you your happiness and your vitality back. I don't think it will be easy, but I will be there by your side the entire time. Halloran would um, reach out a gauntleted hand to you, Mitumbe, uh, to shake yours. Well... I was once a great paladin, and we are known for the oaths that we make. If what you say is true, and I still exist after the fight that is to come, whether you make it or not, my friend, I swear to you this, I will take your daughter where she needs to go. If you are unable to take her there yourself, I seek the same spiritual redemption that she does. And it would, it would make my lady smile to know that I am making such an oath. There once was a time at the beginning of my journey where I would scoff at your offer just because of what you are, whether or not you chose it or not. An undead minion. But I can see that you have fire in your eyes, even if your heart no longer beats. You are worthy of wearing the adornments of the Reclaimer. Just as Iomade stood where Eredin fell, you will rise above the rest, Halloran. I accept your offer, and offer my own gratitude in return. 
Well then, and he turns to the rest of you, I know where they gather. It's through the double doors at the end of this hall and into a chamber. Four of them gather together. The witch, Azia, is cunning and much like Mr. Turner and now myself. She is transformed into a vampiric monster, but I see the sword and bow of my god and those will serve us well in the fight that is to come. Turner, it seems you all know of. He was strong enough to change me as one of the strongest evil clerics I've ever had to fight. And, well, his power has only grown as a creature of the night, I'm sure. The others, they vex me. This creature they call Uthi. Some sort of amalgamation of spiders. But those spiders act together. They can cast spells, but worse, she enters this trance, this state that nearly doubles her power. They've been searching for her skull, and before this child, Kiza, was brought to the monastery, they used me to search for her skull. But I think without it, she is not at her full power. You see, Mr. Turner was not as clever with his words and the witches. They weren't clever in their verbiage as well when they tried to control undead. I went along with it. I was a paladin, and I am strong. They asked me to look for the skull, and I did find it. But I wasn't under their control when I did. I hid it at the bottom of the well. They'll never find it there. The fact that she is still a spider swarm tells me that they haven't found it. And so we need not worry. If we are to face them now, she'll be as weak as she can be. The last one, well, he's one of the strongest combatants I've ever seen. He'll attempt to fight one of you head to head. He'll likely succeed. If we don't back that person up, they'll likely die. The witch has a way of removing your ability to heal. We need to pray she doesn't use it. What? What? Well, Matumbe, got ready one on one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will fight your former master and close the loop that you two started all those years ago. <laughs> this is something that I did see coming as we were walking up here, preparing myself as not been well I don't quite know what to feel is there anything to feel at all at this point is it even worth it to feel this type of some sort of empathy for the creatures like that empathy is the wrong emotion that thing chose to be the way it is all this killing but I will gladly do exactly what is needed and make sure that that abomination does not harm anymore. But I will need your help and everyone else's. We have your back, Ever. Yeah, I mean, if you think I'm not going to help, that's, um, I mean, I like slashing stuff, so. 
Uh, I'm, uh, I can help with that. You're gonna need some tough skin to get through this combat. This won't be easy on you. And when we're ready to go in, Uska will cast Bark Skin on Air Bear, giving him a plus five. Ooh. Are, are we about to do our buffs? Because well, oh, this was just as if there's more talking to happen. That's fine. I just wanted to weave that in. I, there. I don't. I don't know, Griff. Did you have any more things that you wanted to run down with Halloran? Because I've got a moment I'd like to have. Uh, Halloran would do one thing mm-hmm. if if Air Bear kind of expresses that he is the one that's going to fight this thing. Well, it would be unfair. If I didn't give you some of my power in order to help. You seem a man that uses those swords quite well. That won't work on your former master. He runs his hand over both of your blades. And you see him like mustering, trying to to utilize like holy energy in this undead body. And you see the edge of your blade kind of like curve you'll do much more damage this way your katanas are now treated as bludgeoning which overcomes mm. the creature's dr it will be an honor to fight by your side and know that every attack that i am able to land is in part by you Thank you. Uh, so I was actually about to cast that spell. Does anybody else want that then? No lie, that's I have versatile weapon. Like re- I was like ready to go with that for Air Bear specifically. <laughs> oh, yeah, he he knows he knows a bit about the the things in the yeah. room. So yeah, he um, he's that is what he's doing. He's casting versatile weapon on your on your weapon. Oh, that's awesome. Which doesn't notably doesn't change any of the other properties. So you can yep. still have a keen versatile weapon with bludgeoning which normally you couldn't have a keen bludgeoning weapon could be nice. uh could be a good thing for quinley if nobody else needs what it about well, arrows? Arrows. does bludgeoning it's yeah, also interesting arrows. because it does continue to inflict the damage of its normal type mm-hmm. it just overcomes the dr oh which is oh cool. that rocks yeah. i love that but yeah if anybody else needs it i just i have it i can either do 50 projectiles or one weapon whatever i just i have seven level two spells and that's a level two for me yeah, um, let's go. Let's go here. If you ask him, that's the only like dr he knows of. Besides the fact that like you know you're not going to be able to attack that swarm. Mm-hmm. Like this, the swarm's going to have dr to everything. But you guys are intelligent adventurers. You know how to deal with swarms. Yeah. All right. Well, that interaction having occurred, Quinley's going to walk up and he's going to start looking around the group. And he's going to start speaking. Quinley. I'm only going to say this once, so listen up. Before I met you, Turner, or at least one of his bootlicker lackeys killed my mom. My heart, which had once known only love and joy, became a black pit of sorrow. A void, consuming my soul, fragment by fragment until I found more people like me, who also had been hurt by that blood-sucking some bitch. And he's just like mad dogging you all. He's a fucking coward. Worse than the dirt he sleeps under. Hiding his face in battle. Holding knives to the throats of brainwashed people. Sending his spawn to do his dirty work and putting drugs in the hands of kids. 
Look what he did to Madume's daughter. He can't even write a bounty in his own handwriting. This coward wants to win, but that's not gonna happen. I don't know if there's anything in this world Turner fears, but if there's not, there should be. He should be scared right now of the people in this room because we've proven a dozen times over that neither death nor changing us into rabbits can contain the fury we all share. He's backed into a corner with the last bits of his shadow empire crumbling around him. I was once alone. I myself was once vengeance. Today, we're all vengeance. And Quinley levels up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he raises the, the long sword to Iomene that he got and flashes. What uh what what feat you take? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Epic. So so uh I took another level in Brawler. I was looking at the three classes that he is triple specced into. Brawler is just a straight upgrade over the level he would have taken in Fighter and Rogue wasn't doing anything for me. So um, the really exciting stuff is that he gets another brawler combat feat, which I flipped to a really cool feat called Canny Tumble. He has great acrobatics. So what he's gonna be doing is rolling acrobatics to move through opponents' threatened areas. And if he does that successfully, they are going to, He not only is he going to get a bonus to hit them on his next attack, but they're gonna lose their decks to their AC, which means his rogue level sneak attack is gonna come into play. Nice. Um, additionally, he got a regular feat, and so I flipped this one to Griffin this morning, and it uh, provoked me to write that rousing speech. I took a story feat called Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's just written perfectly. Prereq, you have a close family member, a loved one slain by a specific foe or a foe's minions, um, which happened. Mm -hmm. um, and you get a bonus on saving throws, attack rolls, and weapon damage against the chosen foe and known minions, which is perfect going into this fight because everyone's a minion of Turner. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there'll be benefits if he actually achieves the goal, but um, yeah, he took the vengeance feat. So that's really good. <laughs> Pretty cool. Make sure if there's a toggle to put that on, you have that on all fight. Yes, yes, it is ready to go. It's a conditional. Um, it's actually hilarious because if you click on one of my saves or one of my attacks, um, it's like undead resistance, yada, 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 vengeance, plus one versus Ed Turner and his minions. <laughs> <laughs> versus Ed, Ed Turner. Turner his minions. It's literally in hero lab is plus one against Ed Turner. Uh, that's, that's official. Well, I assume we're going to buff here. Because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, as Halloran would tell you, the enemies are in the next room. So, I guess to start, Airbear would want to go into this room, like, and Airbear would like to go into this room with his boots hasted, but only just as he walks through through the door. You could do that, or if like if Eclipse wanted to cast a haste as like the last action before you open the door. I'd that give you guys I'd give you guys like the twelve rounds of haste too, so you might not have to worry about oh, it. Perfect. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this. Halloran definitely activates his um his shield so that he gets fly for a minute right before you guys head into the room, just so he has fly because you know the assholes in this room are gonna be flying around. Matumbe drinks a potion of fly, then whips out a wand of blur 
which we got from the Lost Co. Bundle of Wands special. I got three charges on there. I'm going to go ahead and take one of them. And I know Air Bear already has some sort of displacement effect, so this isn't going to help him. 20% mischance. Uh, we got a couple other frontliners. I'm thinking Quinley and our friend Eclipse. Do you have anything that conflicts with Blur at all, Haley? No, Sweet. I do not. You got Blur now. Now, Blur works against sighted foes, right? Is, I just want to know because it's going to come into play, obviously, with like a thing like the worm that walks. It's not like Blink where it doesn't matter if you can see or not. It's just displacement. Let's see here. Yeah, it's a little it's a little ambiguous. A C invisibility spell does not counteract the blur effect, but a true seeing does. So if you have something like true seeing that could see through it, um, opponents that cannot see the su- that cannot see the subject ignore the spell's effect. So I would say I, I would say like something like the worm that walks that doesn't have a normal sight or sonic. Or like gonna, a, oh sonic. yeah, like a life or a tremor sense. Yeah. Oh for sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's, I just want I just want to keep yes. that in mind. So. Visual, yeah. Um, but yeah, that should that should apply to. Um, to most of this combat. I just know there's stipulations with that thing. Again, uh, if you guys want to do rounds per level, like I'll, you, you can certainly do that like right before you enter the door and we'll consider that like in effect, even if there's like a, you know, speech or whatever that happens when you, when you enter the room, we'll consider that as like a, um, as like a free action <laughs> for the, for the rounds. Sure. Uska is going to do a little bit of buffing the party as well. Um, Before we go in, she's going to cast Bless on all of us. Um, And that's a minutes per level spell. It's a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and saving throws against fear effects. Yes. And I know we were getting some bonuses before for the ranger's Favorite terrain, favorite enemy. Are those going to be active against? I don't think we're in an urban environment. Okay. So so I have had it off this whole time. Uh, you're in a man-made structure. I thought we agreed we were having it off. But I, I mean, I would take it. Take if- it. I, I also had it off, but I can, Uska can cast Hunter's Blessing. Would really blessing. like to take it. So she could give us whatever terrain we're in as favored terrain. Like, underground layer yeah I, I guess underground is a separate is a separate terrain than urban so I would say like if you want to do that that's that makes more sense okay and then then having the urban apply a uh, favored enemy then would probably be undead is what we're gonna go with probably be yeah, that's smart what is this called hunter's blessing so it gives uh essentially Rangers favored Terrain, terrain. enemy. Yes. Okay. So if Hunter's Blessing doesn't pop up, you can just add adjustments, Ranger's favorite enemy and Ranger's favorite terrain. Question, what's the bonus on that? Plus two. Yep. Plus two. Okay. I just I have to change it because mine is a plus four. I think yours is different enough that it stacks, though. I think yours is a different thing because you don't use the standard Hunter's favorite enemy. My favorite terrain, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't use a favorite enemy. I know you use the you use the like special thing. A focus. <laughs> and then okay. right before we go in, Uska will uh use her fly hex. Okay. Alright, so I've got a list. I'm sure you do. You're gonna wanna go from like longest duration to shortest. 
Absolutely. If you have any round stuff, just know haste is the last thing you're doing. So in order from haste, the other ones will take one round off, two rounds off, you know, et cetera, if you're doing multiple rounds per level things. Well, I think it makes sense to do Bane on dead. Well, how many on dead are there? You know for a fact that the blood guy, Turner, and the witch are undead. Yeah, so I think I'll do Bane on dead, and that's a a minute. So that'll be the thing basically right before. Actually, haste lasts longer than that. Yeah, it does. Now, (laughs) Now, if it's just a minute, 10 rounds versus 12. I think it's a minute. Let me double check. It's not minutes per level. One minute. So I could do haste then this. Yeah. But I, either way, it, uh, I will bane um, undead on my weapon. That Those are my like last, my like most gonna run out type of abilities. So um, I wanted to make sure that those ones are clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a long list of other things. So Eclipse is going to also do versatile weapon on herself and make sure her axe can overcome bludgeoning. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, and she can offer that up to anyone else. In addition, both Rune and Eclipse have resist energy communal. So, uh, any insights on that? Any any thoughts there? You know, they're spellcasters, so it could be anything. You're kind of just, like, getting lucky. Look, Rune never uses her spells. What do you guys think? Uh, cold? Fire? Mm. Cold tends to not do damage to, like, some undead creatures. So maybe they would use that? Yeah, I guess for some reason I always think, like, undead are going to pick cold spells because they are not affected. I don't know. Just like if I had a good fire resistance, I'll pick fire spells. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so Rune will cast this com- resist energy communal on everybody. And then I will be casting lead blades on myself, which is minutes per level. I'm also going to cast uh, Eclipse on myself. Eclipse. Call lightning. Uh, fly, because I've got that for multiple minutes. And then Rune's going to drink a real old potion of bark skin plus two. It's probably... As old as that chill fizz I drank. Um, <laughs> well, it can't be because you started playing Rune a year ago. And yeah, it's just, it's such a low level thing. Um, and she also, like, literally only gets a plus one from a Barksian plus two at this point. So she probably just had it for a while. Anyways, she's going to drink that. She's also going to use this wave shield one, but she's going to use that to give Eclipse uh, a shield because. She's hoping to stay kind of further away, but Eclipse is going to be like in the business. I want to I want to adjust something really quick. Um, instead of giving Quinley Blur, Matumbe is going to give that to Halloran. Okay. So twenty percent mischance, and then Quinley is going to drink his potion of displacement that was on his character sheet from the first day that I played him that I've never drank. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Let's let's bring out these old potions. Yeah. I've been staring at this potion of uh, gaseous form since Harrowstone. I'm ready for that from Eclipse. Like, if anything, if shit goes down. <laughs> you know, Bear Bear does have a potion of fly that he's been hanging on to. You drink your potion of fly I've all the time. I've had two. And you have the... When you have the... You have the... I do uh, have the broom. What is it? The broom, which is 40 feet move speed, so... Yeah, flying would be really helpful. Do you have any more of those versatile weapons? Because my weapon is piercing. Heck yeah, I do. I mean, I have a total of six of them, and I've only used, like, I've got plenty. You flip one to Quinley? Yeah. That's two more. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Halloran would pull out one final scroll. It wouldn't be right for me to use this myself, but I can cast it. I only have one of these. 
He has a scroll of death ward. Oh. Nice. Who should take it? Uh, this would probably be better for one of your non-dampires. Um, death ward doesn't really do right. a ton for Halloran, which is why he would... Because <laughs> he's immune to death effects. All um, right. So, I mean, like, you know, Eclipse, Uska, Air Bear, uh, Matumbe, we all want that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the subject gains a plus four morale bonus on saves against all death spells and magical death effects. Subject is granted a save to negate such effects, even if one is not normally allowed. And the subject is immune to energy drain and any negative energy effects, including channeled negative energy. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> So, my thought would be... Give it to your healer. Yeah, I'm I'm fine to give it to. Uska. Yeah, I can I can stay up then. Uska can't cast. It's not on her spell list. Um, but if someone casts, he it, can cast okay. it. That's the thing. He, it's on his spell list. So, um, as a paladin, it's a fourth level spell for a paladin. But he has a scroll of it, uh, so he he will cast it on you if uh, if you're the one that the group wants to have it. So, I would love to have it. Doing so. You are sufficiently buffed up, and you enter the next room. I assume you're probably going to leave Kizza here. Mm-hmm. Okay. You enter through the double doors and into a chamber lit by torchlight. You see four bronze braziers that are lighting each corner of the chamber, and to the west, a small circle of candles illuminates a pathway through a wide arch. It leads deeper into this long hall, a massive statue depicting a winged woman with an eagle's head and holding aloft a long sword stands between two alcoves against the eastern wall. And as you look into the next chamber, it is eerily illuminated by this green light. And you see on the floor an immense 20-foot across pentagram with candlelight around it and two large braziers that sit to either side of the archway that leads in here. Their walkway is lined with candles, and you can tell that this pentagram is inscribed with blood. Against the western wall sits a throne atop a raised dais, but standing closest to the party is a figure in what appears to be the armor of a samurai from Tianjia, wielding two full katanas in his right and left hand, and he is dripping blood. Behind him, inside the pentagram, is a large, writhing mass of spiders that takes the shape of this huge, hunchbacked hag. And then, smiling at you, at your approach, is a finely dressed vampire that you recognize as Ed Turner. He looks at the group just with like a hint of malice in his eyes before he addresses you. Oh my, look at you blossoms in the field of Rhodus's chaos. Like you've done to my shop, you must be burned to allow for regrowth. And he takes an offensive stance, as does this roiling mass of bugs, as does the samurai. It, like, flicks its own blood 
off of the two blades and you see shining black metal underneath as it burbles. Good to see you again, Air Bear. It's been a long time. Your friends, the Night Arrows, have sent me to bring them your hands. Betrayer. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. All oh, right, let's I go. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.